Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily, and we are the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. What up, Lisa? A whole lot, actually. It was a, yeah. it was a good weekend, exciting weekend to, to watch. Yes, it was. And all your glory. We did it. We did it. It was cool. <laughs> we did it. And it was fun. Really good too. experience. Yeah. It was so fun. Let's so tell fun. Tell everybody what it was. Uh, so, um, participated, competed in my first ever bodybuilding, uh, bikini competition. Um, it was a, uh, natural, so drug tested for performance enhancing drugs federation called the OCB. And I did really well. I, um, uh, it was a big show, and, uh, so there were multiple classes in the different divisions, uh, that I uh, had entered. And so I was entered in a total of three classes and I placed first in two of them. I placed first in my class for, yay, for novice bikini and first in my class for master's 35 plus bikini and second in my class for overall bikini. So uh, having been prepping for as long as I've been prepping and basically having coached myself and managed my own nutrition uh, into this whole process. I am super proud of myself. Definitely took a couple of days to celebrate the victories. Uh, And now we are back, right back on the wagon. Um, You know, going for strength records and uh, potentially uh, getting ready for Another show in the near future. See if we can't secure that uh, pro card status. I came so close. So So close. close. It was so Uh, amazing. I was like, I was so happy for the both of you, the the person that won and you. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, she's great. Amazing. Like, my favorites. It was neat to see you all for all this time practicing and building up into this point that you just made it look easy and to me, I was like, wow, Emily looks, you look like a pro up there. Like there was, Thanks. it was, yeah, <laughs> really cool moment. It was definitely something I think, um, you know, Olivia is going to be, you know, remembering for a long time. Like, yeah. oh my God, my mom big, did that. Big 11-11 manifesting too. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot right. Of- <laughs> a lot of stuff kind of just exploding on that day. It was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty cool. But, I, you know, I loved it. It's like when you get older and if you were involved in sports or cheerleading or whatever when you were younger and you don't really get that, you know, it's hard to find avenues for that as you get older. And, um, you know, bodybuilding is cool because – is a sport that I, t- even though I've been lifting weights for a handful of years now, you know, I wasn't really doing it with like the intention of, of bodybuilding per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what I've learned is that it's a sport that you can enter at 39 years old or however old mm-hmm. you are and still, yeah. you know, achieve some things. So, uh, and I've already met, you know, 
a lot of really cool people, men and women, um, you know, witnessed a lot of really great sportsmanship. So it was altogether a very positive experience um, that I'm going to carry forward with me and definitely gave me a drive to um, pursue that sport further in a, in a way that I didn't necessarily see at the beginning of this process. So. Yay. Congratulations. Altogether. Great. Great experience. Um, And I, you know, super fired up to really uh, create some more content here uh, that is health and fitness and strength and nutrition related. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, on a kick right now. I mean, it is, (laughs) it's my life's purpose to learn and and teach health and fitness uh, and nutrition related things. But I'm really on a kick right now um, because I'm I'm just I'm feeling, you know, how much um, this whole journey of fitness and weightlifting and whatnot, uh, and I, you know, aside from just the competition, I'm really feeling how much it has. Uh, I have grown as a person, like uh, like I'm not even the same person <laughs> as I was three hey. and four. So it's, it's pretty in, in, in all very positive ways, you know, and I, I attribute a lot of that to, um, the, the process of, of learning fitness, learning nutrition, learning weightlifting and, um, you know, all the confidence and the, the healing that that has provided me. And I, it's just something that, that I observe a lot, especially lately, uh, you know, people who are coming into their healing journeys, their self-development journeys, and that's a great thing. But, you know, what I see a lot of is that especially with, you know, your already more spiritually inclined people, um, people are are seeking passive things mm-hmm. towards their healing which is not a bad thing that that is part of it you know the consumption of things podcasts books you know youtube videos um you know all the different l- learning sources and 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 energy healing and and you know passive modalities right again all great i think i think we should all you know seek those types of things that that mm-hmm. resonate with us, especially if we consider ourselves to be on a healing or growth or self-development journey. However, what I also notice is that <clears throat> often the physical vessel, the body aspect of mind, body, <laughs> spirit, right. tends to get um, like it, it, it people view it as less important. Maybe because, you know, you kind of just think of the aesthetics of things, especially, you know, and considering fitness and stuff like that. Maybe you just are thinking about sort of the muscle bound, like tan, you know, dumb jock kind of kind of thing. And and people just tend to place less important importance on the physical vessel aspect of the healing process of the oh, growth and such a myth. It is yeah. so important. It's the foundation, yeah. as I have discovered. You know what I mean? Like physical strength 
you cannot disconnect it from mental and emotional strength. No. Yeah. And it's like, it's shocking to, to see, you know, even whatever the, you know, part of life that you're in or whatever phase that you're in, like I see a person's vessel or body being ignored and, um, in healing modalities, which is shocking to me, you know, you can't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, heal mm -hmm. if you're depleting yourself. Um, it's, it's very common. I know we've talked about it in our nursing, um, episode as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, with Mm -hmm. she went a big way, um, happens to moms and dads with, with young children, you know, putting their health and fitness to the side. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it really, it really needs to be a holistic, um, approach to, to any track to success or else you're just going to burn out. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, just a, uh, a strong reminder that, that, Hey, um, this is just as important if, if not, you know, more in some cases, depending on, you know, what, what you're already doing. Um, but, the angle I want to take on it today as we approach Thanksgiving and then, you know, when, once Thanksgiving comes, really once Halloween comes, it's like this, this like mudslide. And then you're like holidays. Oh my God. You know, and then comes what are new year's resolutions. Now, um, this would be a great time to go back and refresh on our, uh, resolution versus intention episode, but also, uh, with that in mind, um, you know, really now, now, now is the time to start setting those intentions. Um, you know, the January 1st is just kind of an arbitrary date on the Gregorian calendar. Whereas, you know, well, really, when you're talking about health and fitness, there's never any better time than now. But uh, right. as far as being able to manifest new things into your life and release old things from your life, the energy of right now is is prime to do that. So I think that one of the biggest barriers into, you know, creating these changes because you know i think i think once once we think about it even those of us who are not well versed in the health and fitness world um you know understand that it involves a lifestyle change mm-hmm. and that encompasses a lot of things so where we run into the problem, especially with the whole kind of like new year's resolution thing is that people try to basically change the whole thing at once. They try to, to, you know, do the whole kitchen sink at once. Um, a whole lifestyle overhaul basically overnight to try to, you know, get whatever results they seek as fast as humanly possible. But, that is not the move. That's not, I mean, not just in health and fitness with any goal. I mean, that's why the phrase exists, like eat the elephant one bite at a time. Right. So that's what we're going to remind you of today 
is that creating these massive overhauls and dramatic health and fitness transformations, they're very possible. These are very possible things to do. I've, I've done this, um, you know, myself, I, <laughs> what, what I did this past weekend, you know, in comparison to what I was doing not only three and four years ago, but especially, you know, seven, eight years ago, right after I had Olivia and stuff. Uh, I mean, worlds apart, massive change, massive change, but these massive transformations are created with tiny habits and consistencies applied over time. Are you going to see a difference, you know, in one day of quote unquote perfect behaviors? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope. You're, you're not. A lot of people give up then. But what, right. Or, you know, maybe after a week or even a month or something and, you know, they barely see any change or especially if they're only monitoring the scale, for example, mm-hmm. and they see normal bodily fluid shifts that, you know, can be upwards of like five pounds in a day and they just, you know, give up on the whole thing. But if you trust the process and you remain you know, consistent and disciplined with your tiny habit changes over time, then that, uh, you know, a year mm-hmm. from the day that you start, that's when you notice, whoa, like, okay, like I'm actually dramatically different now. And so, you know, this can look like, uh, you know, nutrition, for example, Um most people, you know, if they if they don't have a great nutrition regimen, they're 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 aware of it, right? Right. And so, you know, okay, say I'm a person and and I have a a pretty lofty, you know, fat loss goal, weight loss goal. Um you know, so okay, I want to lose 50 pounds and get really strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if if I try to go from basically 0 to 100, going from for example, not ever tracking macros, um sedentary, you know, sedentary to all of a sudden overnight I want to apply perfect macro tracking, weigh all my food and you know, get 14,000 steps in a day, mm-hmm. um, if I have one day off from that, you know, I'm just going to yeah. give up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, F it, it's too hard. Right. I'm just going to give up right away. This is why, you know, we have the statistic of like 97% of diets fail or whatever it is. It's because people try to apply something, some really extreme method or just try to change everything overnight. And it, it just doesn't work that way. Whereas if that same person said, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds, that's a fine goal to have. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much of a 
timeline on it for yourself because bodies don't care about timelines. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, body, bodies just care about the process and what you're actually doing. So, but if that same person instead started with, okay, I'm going to start uh, prioritizing getting a source of protein with every meal. Mm-hmm. If they weren't doing that before, uh, you know, a month of doing that, they're probably going to notice a huge, a, a significant difference, we'll say, just from doing that thing alone. Right. So you talk a lot about protein and the importance of it. Can you give like, is is it different for men and women? And is there like a, like a benchmark that people should be intaking that you would recommend? Uh, the general recommendation um, now is... Uh, 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight or goal body weight, like if if we're talking about a particularly overweight person. Um, so for a 125-pound person, mm-hmm. that would be – you would want to shoot for about 125 grams of protein in a day. So really the only difference for men and women, women would be, you know, if if – a man weighs more than a woman or, or whatever, uh, as far as the, um, protein requirements, um, for that. And that, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons to do that. Uh, it, it is the most satiating macronutrient. So it helps with satiety, especially if you are making sure you eat that source of protein first in your meal, it, it makes it way more likely that you're or way less likely for you to then overeat on, on your other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also got what they call a higher thermogenic effect of food. So it actually costs more energy to digest proteins. So you burn more calories just, just digesting the protein. And then, of course, it's the building block for not only muscle, but all tissue in the body, basically. So any tissue healing that needs to be done uh, muscle preservation, muscle building, uh, certainly. And then, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of other implications as well. Um, brain health, gut health, all the above. So most people, most, most people, especially women are not getting enough protein. Right. If you're not, if you're not paying attention to it, you're, you're probably not Probably quite getting not. enough. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend or do you see in your clients in most cases that you recommend doing some sort of like protein powder or supplement of some sort? Oh, that depends. It's always best to get any of your nutrients from whole foods first. Mm-hmm. Um, I like personally, I use a protein powder once a day, generally. Um, so, you know, I'll get 20 grams of my 130 plus, Mm -hmm. uh, grams of protein, um, from a protein powder, generally speaking, of course, you know, if you're traveling or something like that, um, sometimes, you might end up using a little more, you know, you might need to have a protein bar or something like that to uh, meet your daily, um, 
your daily targets. But generally, I would recommend getting them from whole food sources. Chicken, ground beef, um, shrimp is my favorite protein, <laughs> any mm-hmm. seafood, egg whites, eggs. Um, you know, if you're vegan, tofu, seitan, uh, edamame, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. I know, um, you know, working with you when I was doing my macros, I was shocked how far I was coming in under um, yes. what you were suggesting for protein until you worked with me on that. <laughs> yes. So. Basically, rule of thumb, every time you eat, have right. some protein, especially the first meal of the day. We, we, we get this one wrong a lot. I ask, you know, when I ask a lot of people, like, what, what are you having for breakfast? It's like oatmeal, toast, cereal, whatever, you know, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you could do, but eat your protein first. Mm-hmm. It sets you up for better blood sugar uh, control throughout the entire day. So your appetite will be under more control because you're not having these uh, blood sugar, you know, the, the spikes and dips, which are normal to an extent mm-hmm. with eating food. Mm-hmm. but it keeps them a little closer to like a baseline so that you're not having these crazy spikes and dips that are causing like huge hunger pangs and stuff like that. So every time you eat, get some protein, eat it first, and then, mm-hmm. you know, satisfy, be satisfied with whatever whatever else is left, ideally a, a carbohydrate in a non-starchy veg of some sort. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. So you're not anti-carbohydrates. Like there's absolutely not. No, no, no. I love I know that. carbs. I love carbs. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people, especially, you know, seeing the bodybuilding aspect, think that you're not eating carbohydrates at all. Like, yeah, right. Well, but that would be, I mean, that would be pretty hard to carbo- carbohydrates are literally our fa- most easy, easily accessible form of energy. So, you know, chasing these, these big strength goals and stuff would be much, much harder, um, without carbohydrates. Now we just tend to overdo it, especially as Americans. And especially if we start our meal with the carbohydrates and, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have that baseline of satiety from our protein. So then we just over it's, it's the overeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. of carbohydrates or, you know, whatever, um, macronutrient, you know, or whatever mm. makes up of the calories. It's the overeating of the calories. That's the problem. And, you know, we tend to like when our diet has a lot of highly 
processed foods in them. Those tend to contain, you know, higher amounts of carbohydrates and fats. They're designed to be highly palatable. So they're designed to be overeaten. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, especially so, Americans. Mm-hmm. I, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, uh, the kind of easiest example is to like think about a bag of potato chips and like, so if you just kind of sat there and, and mindlessly, you know, made a nice dent in a bag of potato yeah. chips, you could consume four or five potatoes worth of right. potatoes right. plus the additional calories from, you know, the oil on the chips. Whereas it would be really hard, even for like a big, you know, person to eat, just straight up eat four or five potatoes. <laughs> Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's, so that's another good rule of thumb to tack on with the, with the protein habit is that is, um, to eat mostly whole foods, things that you could have found in the grocery store, you know, 80 years ago, uh, where you can identify Mm -hmm. (laughs) what it is, where it came from. Um, you the know. whole like outer aisle of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the outer aisle for sure. Right. And, um, so if you tend to, you know, eat mostly whole foods and prioritize your protein in that way, uh, you can make a huge difference, um, in your, in your health in your fitness in your body composition, uh, without counting a single calorie, especially if you were not, you know, if you were far from that baseline before. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like one of the best examples of like, I mean, it's habit stacking basically is what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You kind of pick one, you pick one habit at a time, Mm -hmm. something that feels manageable, Mm -hmm. something that's measurable, you know, Mm -hmm. something that doesn't feel super, high and lofty. Maybe it leads up to, you know, maybe you've started with a big lofty goal and then you break it down into, into these tiny, smaller steps. But then once you start successfully implementing these tiny habits, that also provides you with momentum, Mm -hmm. right? To keep, to keep stacking them, to keep adding these habits. And before you know it, you have done a lifestyle overhaul. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, in, in, okay. So say I pick, you know, five habits Mm -hmm. and okay. Over the next five months, every month I'll add, you know, a new habit. And by the end of the five months, you're, you're doing that. You're prioritizing your protein. You're eating mostly whole foods. Okay, that's two. And then say you add in your your daily non-negotiables. That's three more things. You breathe every day. You ground every day. You get sunlight every day. Five months from from now, your your health your health will look completely different. Your mood will look completely different. Yeah. Your sleep will probably be better. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you you will notice. Yeah, you will notice differences. That's mm-hmm. so encouraging. I just read. I mean, this is very timely. I think it was end of last week, I read a quote and I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something along of the lines of the you that you desire to become already exists. Now it's yes. just a matter of catching up to that you. Yes. So it doesn't mean like you can't That's leap into, true. you can't leap into that you, you have to 
it's an accumulation of integrated consistent behaviors Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. the consistent behavior you just eventually embody that and one day you wake up and you're like hey (laughs) I did it like I'm I'm on that stage I'm actualizing this goal I'm becoming this that I desire to be Um, but it kind of sneaks up on you (laughs) and you know with that same concept in mind that makes it um more palatable or easier to bounce back, I guess, um, when you do fall off the wagon, quote unquote, right? Like, uh, you know, say you've, you've been consistently prioritizing protein and whole foods for a couple of months. And then, you know, you got, you, you have a weekend where you, you go off the wagon, you have a pizza, whatever, like, you know, a whole pizza. Okay. You (laughs) can absolutely include pizza, uh, in an overall healthy diet, but you know, you, you go off the handle a little bit. Um, you can look at, you know, your consistency over time and you're not going to feel like, Oh my God, I just, you know, everything. I I just ruined (laughs) everything. I ruined all my progress. I'm just gonna, you know, you can, you can just say, okay, well, you know, next time I have the opportunity, to exercise that habit, I'm going to just get back on the, on the wagon again. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. There you go. Yeah. That doesn't mean beat yourself up and keep on going mm-hmm. down that mm-hmm. <laughs> negativity. Whereas if you were trying to, you know, implement this perfect regimen from day one, you, you would be disheartened so much quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not an overnight that you see anything at all. Um, so what do you recommend for people? I know it's different. Um, you're training for competitions uh, and you have been living this life for so many, for so long, but let's say like in between for you, like in between your competitions, um, you, you still stay within your consistency. You still mean. Absolutely. And a competition is, you know, an extreme example, right? Um, mm-hmm. but I've set myself up already with creating these habits over the years. Okay. Mm-hmm. My steps, right. my eating, all of it, my training, um, my sleep. I, I have improved upon these things in small ways, literally over the last three and four years. Mm-hmm. So that to prep for a competition really doesn't require that much adjustment. It doesn't it, it require an extreme you know behavior change from me because I'm already doing these things at yeah. baseline. I just kind of have to like tighten up and the the consistency has to be you know, instead of an 80-20 ratio, it pretty much has to be like 95-5%, kind of depending on mm-hmm. how far we are. But, you know, I just have to be more disciplined and more consistent for a time. But having built those habits over years, uh, yeah, it really made the prep process. I don't want to say easy. Easy is not the right word, but it wasn't that bad. Right. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It. It's how you made it look, too. It just looked like just a few little adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you were up. snapped mm-hmm. back in. Um, so it, I think one of the misunderstandings is anyone witnessing anyone at your level, um, is thinking that, 
you know, you're reverting completely back to like an unhealthy state in between. <laughs> right, right. I know. And that's not the deal at all. And mind you, <laughs> I had, now I, I label this, I don't call it cheat. I don't call mm -hmm. it bad or whatever. You right. know, we don't, we don't want to give any of these negative connotations. Uh, so I call them conscious indulgences. So Saturday was definitely Saturday and a little bit of Sunday were definitely days for some conscious indulgences, but they're conscious because, you know, I know what the likely, uh, you know, consequences are as far as how my body's going to feel mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe the, the training that I might miss or whatever, which I actually didn't miss any training. Um, right. but you know, I know, I know the potential consequences um, you know, of the indulgence and, and I still think in any diet, cause if you remember during the earlier parts of my prep, like when I was like eight, nine, 10 plus weeks out, I was eating pizza every weekend mm -hmm. and still losing fat. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there's, there's plenty of room. It doesn't have to be a process of suffering, whether right. you're doing it, even if you're doing it at the competitive level, which most people don't ever need to do that, but you can take those concepts. Right. And you can look at what somebody's doing during, you know, during that process, if they're doing it in an intentionally healthy way, which I guess is not that common <laughs> competition <laughs> process, but um, you can look at some of these uh, strategies like that bodybuilders use and, and apply them in a more moderate way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to, um, to real life. And, um, and right, like you don't just be super tight and disciplined for a period of time and then just turn it, just go batshit right. crazy. Right. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, I'm going to have some pizza. I'm going to have some Krispy Kreme bread pudding. I'm gonna have some right. Grigio, but I'm not gonna keep to, you know, Monday right back on the wagon. And really yeah. for most of Sunday, hey, I was me. right back on the wagon. I was, yeah. you know, back to my standard foods, yeah. you know, um, and, and by doing that, by having that as my baseline, I just set myself up to be able to enjoy myself on occasion like that without having to concern myself with it, without having right. to feel guilty, without having to feel like, Oh my God, like I just ate etouffee and a burger and some bread pudding and wine. Like, mm -hmm fuck it all. I'm mm -hmm. just going to do that every day now. Oh my God. Like, no, I can be like, okay, because I've set myself up for success by being so consistent. Like that day is probably going to have a net positive effect mm -hmm. on, you know, overall rather than, yeah. you know, it did take me <laughs> a few days to, to recover. I, I didn't, you know, I went to sleep late that night and everything else, but, but again, kind of planning for that mm -hmm. um, and being consistent the rest of the time with those habits, um, it really makes it easy to bounce back. So. so so what you're saying is basically the consistency and the small habits over a longer period of time are where you see the, the greater, like more sustainable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, healthy reward. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's your default behaviors. Mm -hmm. What are you doing 80% of the time? That mm -hmm. is what is going to 
dictate your health, your physique, your strength, all of it? What are you, what are you doing 80% of the time? Yeah. No matter like how successful or well we are at any other category in our life, if we're not being accountable for our health and our body, then, you know, well, I mean, I, I don't, I, we see this all the time too. Like it can get, you know, get to the point now. I mean, we're in our middle age or slightly under our middle age now. If we look at <laughs> I hope not. Shit. <laughs> Timelines. But, you know, it, it gets to the point where, you know, for, for us, the longer that we can maintain um, you know, these daily habits in our older years, we're not going to have to worry about not being able to get off the floor or not being able to go for a walk. Right. Carry or, our groceries yeah. in the house, walk upstairs, not mm-hmm. fall, right? Like hold ourselves upright. Like, you know, falling might not sound like that big of a deal, but, um, you know, you see this a lot uh, with the elderly, especially once once they have a fall. It's like, I think there's even like a saying um like uh what it what is the saying um they fall and then they get pneumonia and die something basically oh, something geez, like that but wow. you can you can see you can see this um progression or regression i guess mm-hmm. uh you know just just from a fall and then all the systems sort of start to break down so um you know, preventing that sort of thing because, you know, 80 years old can be, can look remarkably different depending on no, it's what not your like habits are. And impossible. then think about your kids too. What are you, you yeah. know, what are you modeling for your kids? Right. It's not impossible How to do you start set your kids up for, for, Yeah. Like later You can life. start them when... Absolutely. If 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 anybody out there is older and thinking like, oh, you know, like you know, I feel like I feel like it's pretty cool, you know, showing that you can get into these things at 39 years old. But mm-hmm. if somebody's 79 years old, they're not going to be that impressed by that either. But if you if you're even older and you want to see a really good example of somebody who started later and is just like thriving, kicking ass. There's an Instagram account called Train with Joan. She's, I don't know, she must be 76, 77 now. Mm-hmm. I think she was like 75 when I started following her. But she started, she started lifting weights at like 71. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she she posts a lot of before and afters and stuff. Um, but she is just, I mean, she deadlifts and she does heavy hip thrusts and she looks yeah. amazing. And she's like running around Tulum in a, in a, you know, bikini <laughs> and uh, like, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just really great. So it's never, ever, ever, ever too late to start. Um, and y- you know, yeah, the benefits, uh, of getting healthy, of getting your protein of, of maintaining and even trying to build muscle mass, um, you know, in later age, the benefits are just incredible. And that's not just physical, like, like physical strength benefits either. There's, there's brain health Mm -hmm. uh, benefits and uh, as well. So super important. Mm -hmm. It's never too late. Never too late. I love that. Yeah. I love that account you shared. It's, it's motivating to see, you know, like you said, um, 
I'm grateful, you know, to that the kids are active and healthy and to maintain that level, you know, not get into the trap of um, unplugging from their health to be able to focus right. on anything else. Right. Do you like, like think about, you know what I mean? Like think about what you're modeling if you put your own health to the side mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever for the kids. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Are you actually doing something for the kids? Right. Or are you modeling that, you know, people should sacrifice their own health and longevity and vitality, (laughs) uh, you know, Mm -hmm. for others? I mean, I think that's the biggest way to show up that you love the people around you is taking care exactly, of yourself. Exactly. Is to take care of yourself and normalize, you know, normalize exercise, normalize lifting weights, normalize, you know, activity. Mm-hmm. Positivity and yeah. protein. <laughs> normalize protein. And protein. Normalize protein. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm like the protein police, even with Olivia. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. I mean, well, it's instilled in her. her mostly her protein is chicken nuggets, but <laughs> <So> <laughs> she'll get <whatever>. there. <laughs> yeah. She'll get there. Well, um, you know, I love everything that you've been sharing in your content and your nutritional tips. And um, I think that's very beneficial. Um, you know, what do you say we take it inside of the Conscious Collaboration Collective and continue the conversation? That was so that that was okay. I'm about to um I'm about to flex my my grammar skills, but that was a hell of an alliteration. It was the conscious collaboration collective, so that we can. What was the rest of it? Continue There's two the more C's. Two or three more C's. <laughs> How many C's can we put in two a phrase? <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like Eminem over here or something. <laughs> it's the second week in a row we shouted out Eminem on the podcast. We're manifesting Eminem. We really need to get Eminem on the podcast. Yeah, it's coming. We've said his name as many times as Bloody Mary. So is it like Beetlejuice, where if you just like say Beetlejuice. his name a bunch of times, he appears? <laughs> yeah, in a Beetlejuice costume. That I cool. hope so. <laughs> Eminem in a Beetlejuice costume. <laughs> Some algorithm may pick up on Eminem. If 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 that manifests, <laughs> all right, like timestamp this. If that manifests, I just I don't know. That's it. I don't know. We're That's going it. on. <laughs> what, what is beyond that? It's yeah. possible. I mean, from the things that you've manifested since I've known you, it's definitely hey, possible. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll have right. inside of the Facebook group. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been fun. I'm definitely motivated. Always. I was like, I was having an adrenaline rush just watching you up on stage and being in that environment and all the positivity. Oh, so cool. And I think it was really just great that it was focused more on health and positivity. And I think a lot of the misconceptions out there are, you know, everything is just aesthetics, aesthetics, um, but really great vibe in that. And so I love that you're teaching and spreading um, these bite-sized tips for us so we can learn for ourselves. (laughs) Yes. Bite-sized tips, bite-sized habits big size health changes over time. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Emily. All right, everybody. Um, Let's do this again soon. 
All right. All right. Talk, Talk to, to you in five. five. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at ConsciousCollaborationPodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.